This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. Welcome to the Disney Beat, a podcast brought to you by the DizInsider.com. My name is Sean Nyberg, and I will be covering all of the Disney headlines to keep you informed as you start your week. Hello there, this is Sean Nyberg, and this podcast is being recorded on the evening of Sunday, January 10th, 2021. All right, let's dive into the news. I have to start by recognizing that this week has been a horrible and scary week for the United States. The domestic terrorist attacks on Wednesday has left all of us shaken and saddened. Those of us at the Dis Insider ceased any stories on Wednesday out of respect, and the other podcast that I co-host took the week off from recording. The banter and humor that comes with Disney podcasts did not seem appropriate on the same day our nation mourned. Those of us here at the Disney Beat and at the Dis Insider send our condolences to the two police officers who have lost their lives defending our capital. We send our love and well wishes to the injured officers and personnel and pray to whomever you choose to pray to that peace can be maintained, justice comes swift and severe, and that our country can grow stronger moving forward. Now, that awkward transition from something very serious and sullen to something more lighthearted. So everyone... All right, let's talk Disney. Uh, We actually have some park news this week. While Walt Disney World, Shanghai Disneyland, and Tokyo Disney Resort have remained open, major news about projects and operations have been a bit sparse. There is a lot of uncertainty in the industry right now, but we expect once COVID-19 numbers improve with vaccine distributions, the Disney Parks news will be coming fast and we will be here to cover all of it. I have a feeling it's going to be a very uh, park-heavy news cycle this spring and summer. I can't look. I can't wait. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. This week did bring some uh, news, though. We learned from the recently retired, famed Imagineer Joe Rohde that the Disney California Adventure ride, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout in Disneyland, had a number of Marvel properties in the running for the retheme. So roughly five years ago, the Tower of Terror drop ride in DCA was closed in anticipation of a retheme. Lead Imagineer Joe Rohde told Disney's official fan club, D23, that they looked at making it a Spider-Man ride as well as a potential Doctor Strange ride. The plan was always to retheme it after a Marvel property to act as the first step in the transition to the new land, Avengers Campus. Rhodey had a fully formed idea for Doctor Strange, um, and when it came to Spider-Man, he kind of struggled with a a concept feeling that the character of Spider-Man needed more of a footprint, uh, more of a horizontal, more of a wide footprint for guests to move horizontally to really come up with a uh, Spider-Man ride, right? Like, um, Tower of Terror is so... uh, vertical you know it's up and down it's a drop ride and that doesn't really suit you know spider-man's motion of swinging side to side so regardless um they settled on uh they, they they decided that the drop ride vehicles was a perfect fit for the whimsy and humor from the guardians of the galaxy movies and i don't think it hurt that the uh first guardians film did so well in the box office but don't fret if you are a fan of uh spider-man or doctor strange 
Spider-Man will have his own ride once the Anaheim theme parks can open back up. It's called Web Slinger, a Spider-Man adventure. And Doctor Strange will be featured in an outdoor interactive experience in the same land, Avengers Campus, over at Disney California Adventure. So it works out for everyone. The change from Tower of Terror was initially met with a lot of fan pushback. Shocking. But the response to Guardians Mission Breakout has been overwhelmingly positive, proving once again that Disney Imagineers know exactly what they're doing. You know, I um, I do love this, this ride. Uh... You know, it's one that I do have to, you know, think a little bit more about when I do it just because of the dropping motion, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, the older you get, sometimes your stomach can't handle as much. But um, I really do enjoy it as long as I've eaten beforehand, but not right beforehand. So, yeah, it's just really interesting to hear that, that at one point, you know, they were looking at potential... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange or Spider-Man themes. I would love to see, um, especially the Doctor Strange one that they had that that Rhodey had uh, envisioned, and you know, just didn't envision in his head. You know, it was sketched out. So hopefully, one day we'll get that. Um, this last week, we also got word of a potential change for a huge Disney theme park land. So rumors from highly reliable sources have indicated that Disney might do away with the strict timeline associated with their Star Wars themed land, Galaxy's Edge. The land has been open in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World since summer 2019. The land is considered canon with the films and is set in the sequel trilogy timeline. Um, so if you're, you know, don't follow Star Wars that closely, the sequel trilogy is, uh, the last three are the last three Skywalker films released by Disney. So, um, uh, the force awakens, the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. Those last three, um, are the sequel trilogy and, um, galaxy's edge fits in that timeline. Um, and that's why uh, we see characters like Kylo Ren, Rey, and Chewbacca making appearances around the land, right? Because this is supposed to be taking place during that time. Uh, the recent explosive success, however, of the Disney Plus's The Mandalorian has created a bit of a problem for Galaxy's Edge. The most, uh, the most successful Star Wars project since Disney took over Lucasfilm's takes place years prior to the time they set for Galaxy's Edge, creating a bit of an issue for promoting the series within the parks. While the domestic parks still rely on other areas of the parks, such as Tomorrowland in Disneyland and Hollywood Studios down in Florida, to sell merchandise for Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, it becomes a problem when they need to use these non galaxy's edge lands to sell the hottest star wars merchandise and provide the most sought after meet and greets this desire for synergy between the parks and the media has really butted up against disney's desire to set a strict timeline for galaxy's edge and stick to it according to many within the company the desire for synergy is likely to win out in this struggle they are not going to put original characters like Luke, Leia, and Vader in Galaxy's Edge, but they seem to be prepared to fudge the timeline just a little bit to allow the Mandalorian and the upcoming Boba Fett series to have a home there. I, Sean Nyberg, personally like this decision. I love that I love what they've done with Galaxy's Edge. I love Galaxy's Edge. I it's one of my favorite places to sit around the park. It I just I love everything about it. Um and I think the decision to set it after the original trilogy was smart um but being so strict 
uh, with that timeline that baby Yoda and Mando himself could not appear because of 20 years or so is a bit ridiculous. Uh, a tiny fraction of visitors even realize the timeline and fudging things by a small margin either way will only make the land more enjoyable. It was also revealed uh, that a new mission for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run won't likely be available until 2024. The current version is the same in both parks, and unlike Star Tours, there currently are not multiple missions that are selected randomly. While another three years of the same mission seems like a long time, the interactivity of the attraction keeps each ride somewhat unique. It will be interesting to see how the land evolves with so many new Star Wars projects in the works. I feel the land will adjust to accommodate the new content as it should. So, you know, um, there's no secret that Galaxy's Edge was a response really to um, Universal Studios' uh, success with the Harry Potter land, right? Um, and so when they did Galaxy's Edge, they really wanted to do the whole full immersive experience. And, and you know, they, they, they were successful with that. Um, but with by doing that, they had to set a timeline, right? The whole land had its own story behind it. And, and it you know, it, it spurred books and, and all these, you know, this whole world, right? A new planet, a new outpost, and a new story. And that's fabulous. And it makes for a really great experience but the problem is is that unless these upcoming movies or tv shows take place right during that timeline then there's no place for them in galaxy's edge and that's kind of a problem right you know um the fact that if you go to you know you go to the disney parks as of right now baby yoda is nowhere in galaxy's edge which is you know quote unquote star wars land which is crazy right and so um you know, I know there's not going to be a Darth Vader walking around because that takes place way, you know, way, way before this timeline. But I think they need to loosen things up a little bit to allow things like Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, you know, Baby Yoda and whatever comes from season three of the Mandalorian to be, uh, you know, to be walking around and, and available for pictures and all that fun stuff that people go to the theme parks for. So, um, you know, this is. It's it's might be a small story to some people, but some of us who really follow the Disney parks and know how much uh, they stuck to that, how 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 uh, strong they uh, the Disney was in terms of this story and the timeline of Galaxy's Edge. You know, we all knew it was going to have to break down just a little bit, but I think um, some of us are surprised that it happened so soon. But I think it all just stems from the success of The Mandalorian. We all knew it was going to be a hit, but I don't, no one expected it to be as big as it's become. One of the biggest television shows on television. So, that's that. Um, over, at Ep over at Epcot in Walt Disney World, there is a big new ride being built um, that everyone is very excited for. It is a, another Guardians of the Galaxy themed ride. The other one being in, in Anaheim. This one's uh, over in Orlando, Florida. And this one's called Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It is a storytelling roller coaster with a vehicle that pivots as it rides along the track. Uh, we've talked about this often in, the, in this podcast. This is a huge new addition and has um, actually been pushed uh, into 2022 for an opening date due to delays attributed to COVID-19. Many aspects of this attraction will feature filmed sequences from the cast of the film, um, including, you know, the queue and the ride, right? So there's going to be film sequences with characters from the film. And um, this originally was planned to be captured while they were filming the upcoming James Gunn-directed Guardians of the Galaxy film. 
But uh, that project has been delayed due to the pandemic. So what we've learned, so you've got, <laughs> you've got all that background, right? Everyone, everyone's, everyone's with me right now. Um, <clears throat> but what we learned this last week was that portions for this ride uh, is now going to be filmed by Taika Watiti, the director, writer and director, Taika Watiti, um, with the Guardians cast as he films the upcoming Thor film. Got that? Thor and the Guardians crew interact in their shared uh, Marvel Universe. And they they do so in the upcoming film. And since the project is filming already, they just decided to use that as an opportunity to film the necessary video for the ride. <sighs> got it all? I feel like, um, you know that meme from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he's got all the strings connected and he's like, this is, you know, this is the whole plan. So, um, this is just, you know, if none of that made sense, just know this is good news for those of us who are looking forward, uh, to this ride being completed. Um, however, it's not likely to fast track the current 2022 timeline to 2021 because really the delays in that are, uh, essentially associated to, uh, trying to spread costs out over uh, a number of years due to, um, you know, a large chunk of income not coming in from the parks because of COVID. So, um, but yeah, so it looks like they're going to get their filmed, um, sequences done, you know, in the next week or so when they're filming Thor this week brought us a number of casting announcements and rumors. It has been, so we've got, how many do we have here? I think six. Um, so right, you know, hang tight. It has been, uh, reported that Nick Offerman, the actor and comedian, Nick Offerman of NBC's parks and recreation and husband of Megan Mullally has been offered the role of Smee in the upcoming live action remake of Peter Pan and Wendy. It uh, appears that Elijah Richardson of King Jack is set to appear in Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series. He'll be playing Eli Bradley, also known as The Patriot, in a two-episode run. Actress Noma... <clears throat> excuse me, Noma... Dumez Weni, Dumez Weni, actress Noma Dumez Weni, looks to have secured the role of Athena in the upcoming live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. Athena is Ariel's mother, as well as the Queen of Atlantica. Dumez Weni is best known for playing Hermione on Broadway. So, <clears throat> there's a lot of interest in this upcoming Little Mermaid uh, live-action remake. Um, we do know that it is back in production. It shut down like, like it was planning to start full on filming days before COVID uh, forced the studios to shut down last March. So they've got things going, um, you know, starting back up uh, in December. And, uh, you know, it looks like we're going to get a, uh, you know, Ariel's going to get a mother in this one. Um, I can't remember if in the animated film she had, I'm obviously her father. King Triton was a big character. I don't even know if her mother was there. I don't think everyone, well, not everyone, the people who know are yelling at me. She might have shown up in that beginning sequence with her sisters, but um, she did not have a prominent role. So um, they cast that role and it looks like uh, uh, Noma Dumezwini will be playing the role. And I'm very much looking forward to this film. It's getting so much buzz um, among Disney fans. Uh, they're just really looking forward to seeing how they do this. So in the upcoming uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short Hulu series, 
Only Murders in the Buildings. That's the name of the series. Only Murders in the Buildings. Um, will well. So it was already announced that Selena Gomez will be in the series along with Martin Short and Steve Martin, but um, Steve Martin, <laughs> Steve Martin. So um, we know now Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez um will be in the series. This week it was revealed that Academy Award nominee Amy Ryan will be joining the All Star cast. Amy Ryan is best known for her work as Holly Flax on NBC's The Office, as well as the All-Star, um, sorry, as well as uh, supporting roles in Gone Baby Gone and Birdman. She actually got nominated for an Academy Award for her um, role in the movie Gone Baby Gone. So, you know, this upcoming movie, uh, this upcoming series for Hulu, um, Only Murders in the Building, is being written by Steve Martin. And um, I'm just, I love Steve Martin. I love Martin Short. You know, they, they definitely were the generation before me. But to me, they're some of the, they're the funniest duo out there. And singularly, they're, they're, they're just as funny. I personally just, I mean, I think Martin Short is one of the greatest people out there. I think he's hilarious. I think he's kind. I think he's talented. He's nice. He's everything. So I'm really looking forward to this series. It's very interesting, especially, you know, finding out that Steve Martin is writing it. So uh, that's coming to Hulu soon. Young actor Oaks Fegley, F-E-G-L-E-Y, Oaks Fegley is set to play the role Lampwick in the upcoming live-action remake of Pinocchio. Fegley played Pete in the 2016 uh, remake of Pete's Dragon and appeared alongside Robert De Niro in last year's The War with Grandpa. The live-action remake of Pinocchio has the working title of Maestro, and is being directed by Robert Zemeckis and will star Tom Hanks as Geppetto. This is another one of those um, live-action remakes that we've discussed a number of times on this podcast. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm very much looking forward to it because I love everything Pinocchio and I love Tom Hanks. And so, and Robert Zemeckis is a fantastic filmmaker, you know, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, and about a million other ones that are probably better than those that um, I'm just not thinking of right now. So, um, yeah, so it looks like we got a, we got a, a young actor signed to Lampwick. So we learned also to actually we learned this just today, um, hot off the presses, that actress Kristen Ritter will come back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Jessica Jones. The TV series Jessica Jones ended in 2019 after three seasons, and Ritter played the title character Jessica Jones. It has been reported that she'll be making an appearance in the upcoming Disney Plus Marvel series. She-Hulk. So, um, yeah, that was just announced today. This is going to kind of transition us into the next uh, story about WandaVision, but we are, after a year of no Marvel releases, you know, 2020, obviously everything was kind of postponed and stuff, and we're going to get a lot of new Marvel content coming up, and it's going to really kick off this next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe where a lot of these series on Disney Plus and a lot of these movies are going to be um, really kind of all part of one universe. They're all going to tie together, which is going to be really cool. So, you know, we have Jessica Jones. She's coming back for She-Hulk, which She-Hulk's going to be tied into all these other projects. So it's really just going to be kind of the, 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 a, new, a new dawn for the Marvel Disney juggernaut. So it's really exciting. And transitioning there, we are getting a ton of WandaVision news. As the huge Marvel Disney Plus series 
WandaVision is set to be released this Friday, January 15th. The first reviews of the series are rolling in and critics are raving. The style of the show is going to be so unique and the critics were only granted screeners for the first three episodes, which is standard, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive. We also learned that the series will be nine episodes and a new trailer debuted a new song for the show that was written by Frozen, Frozen 2, and Coco's songwriters, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, the duo behind Let It Go, Remember Me, Do You Want to Build a Snowman, Show Yourself, Into the Unknown, you know, you know, basically all those songs from all those movies I just listed. And um, Robert Lopez actually worked on um, uh, Book of Mormon, which is not quite as Disney, but uh, yeah, interesting. So... Um, they, they worked on, uh, they're working on new songs for the show, which is not a musical or anything. Don't get me wrong. So, uh, but the new series premieres this Friday on Disney plus, and this WandaVision will be a catalyst for the next chapter of the Marvel cinematic universe. No, your, your device did not skip back. I am repeating myself with many of the upcoming films and series being tied, uh, together and through this series. So don't miss out. You know, it's not one of those things that you're going to have to know anything about, um, these characters. So I know a lot of, a lot of people out there, not a lot, you know, obviously there's a lot of people, um, out there who don't have a history with Marvel. And what's nice is that this will be a good chance to just kind of start fresh and get to know this next, um, phase in, in the, in the, uh, Marvel cinematic universe. So, uh, that comes out this Friday. Don't do not miss it. Okay. Just at least give it, give it a couple episodes. Um, in other Marvel Disney Plus news, it looks like the upcoming Loki series, which will debut in May, has already been picked up for a second season. Michael Waldron, the showrunner for Loki, and the sc- and he is also the screenwriter for the upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie. Um, he has signed a new overall deal with Disney. The Disney deal reportedly signs Waldron on to work on the upcoming Kevin Feige Star Wars film, but it also locks him into working on season two of Loki. This is sort of uh, this sort of confidence in a television series is a little unheard of, um, especially it's especially interesting since there is no word yet if WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will have second seasons. So those are the two other Marvel um, series coming in the next few months. Leaving many to wonder if WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier are meant to be one-off series, so there won't be like multiple seasons, or if they're just planning, um, you know, to decide to have multiple seasons depending on uh, the viewership. So that's why um, it's so strange, though, that Loki doesn't even come out season one until May, and they already are working in season two into contracts right now. So, you know, this makes us all even more excited for Loki, uh, especially seeing as Disney has so much confidence um, in the first season, that they're already locking in people for the second season. What is it? Four? Four or so? Four and a half months before it even debuts. So, um, now, I am very happy to report that a project I have planned for the Diz Insider is finally starting this week. Now, I realize that that's kind of a big build up, right? Like, I mean, uh, it's just, okay, it's the ultimate tournament of rides. Again, the ultimate tournament of rides for the Disneyland Resort. The tournament begins this week. It is a bracket-style, single-elimination tournament to determine the best ride at the Disneyland Resort. This includes both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. 
Since Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge was only open for two months prior to the pandemic shutdown, it will it has been left off of this year's tournament. Um, it will appear next year, though. There are six rounds to narrow the 52 rides down to a final championship round. The voting will be taking place on a number of platforms, including the Disinsider.com, my Twitter handle at Sean Nyberg, S-E-A-N-N-Y-B-E-R-G, along with the Twitter handle for the website at the Disinsider. You can also vote in the Instagram and the Facebook stories, and they both are at the Disinsider. The votes will be tallied from each source and added together. The tournament starts uh, today when you hear this Monday, January 11th, and it will continue through the end of the month. So make sure you vote for your favorite rise and keep up with the bracket at the Disney Cider. My plan is to replicate this tournament next month for Walt Disney World, assuming everything goes smoothly with Disneyland. So go, let your voice be heard, check in every day with the Twitter accounts or, or the website and just see kind of, you know, uh, how your favorite rides are doing and make sure to vote just because we really want a really a wide range of opinions. So it's not just kind of, um, you know, just our little group of friends or, 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 or even just not just diehard Disney fanatics. We kind of want, we want to hear from everyone, people who maybe love the movies and just go to the parks more casually. We'd love to hear, you know, we, we want to hear that perspective too. So, um, Yep, I'm really excited for this. It's going to be a labor of love. So it looks like we're going to do voting Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. There'll be different matchups. And then I will announce everyone who won Thursday night. And then the next, then we'll go quiet for the weekend. <laughs> and then the next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be the next round of voting. So that should take us about three or four weeks if we do it that way. Um, so go check that out. Finally, finally, in closing. I want to remind everyone to stay safe out there. This last week, we have had our focus rightfully on the domestic terrorist attacks in Washington, D.C., but it is important to note that just because the news cycle is finite and a large immediate news story takes up time usually devoted to COVID-19 coverage, that doesn't mean the COVID-19 pandemic is no longer an issue. In fact, the numbers are just continuing to spike with record deaths and new cases being reported daily. Vaccines are being produced, approved, and delivered, but there will be some lag time before we can all reap the benefits of modern medicine. During that time, thousands and thousands will die and millions will suffer. I just want everyone out there to stay safe for themselves and their neighbors. I want everyone to survive until we get to the other side of this thing. It has been a very trying and terrible 10 months for most people, but the end is in sight. Stay vigilant for yourself, your family, and your community. On behalf of myself and those of us here at the Disney Beat, along with the Disney Insider, we wish everyone good health and prosperity. Our country is in our hearts right now. Um, and with that, I just want to say thank you for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you listen. The ratings really help the show find new listeners. Also ask that you share this podcast with your friends who love Disney. All stories can be found on thedisinsider.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at the handle, The Disinsider. You can follow me, Sean Nyberg, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Sean Nyberg, S-E-A-N-N-Y-B-E-R-G, all one word, Sean, like Sean Connery, spelled properly. 
Uh, I also co-host the Disney podcast, Walt's Apartment, that comes out every Thursday, and the Disney-themed, uh, Disney Parks-themed podcast, Extra Magic Hour, which is released every other week, so check those out. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you here again next week for another edition of the Disney Beat Podcast. My name is Sean Nyberg. Have a fantastic week. Bye.